You are now tuned in to the official podcast of the foundation. So sit back, relax, and get ready to enjoy the show. <laughs> Nothing surprised me. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Yep, yep. So, um, I guess I'm just gonna transition to the next topic because that's we pretty everybody pretty much know what's what's coming down the pike. Now, let's talk about um. I mean, the whole winter storm experience. I don't think I, I wanted to get somebody up on the show who who can speak from experience exactly what they went through when the grids went down and and just how chaotic it was. So I guess I'll start off with you, Ray, as far as, you know, personally for you and the missus, you know, how, how did y'all deal with the whole situation? So, yeah, we had power outages here. And um, so the, the, the big deal was the, the initial approach was, well, power's out. We'll give it a few hours. We'll see what happens. If power doesn't come back on, then we'll grab a hotel. Not realizing that, it's the whole area. It's at a, it was at a, such a broad level. And, and when, when you guys have heard the, the expression that everything is bigger in Texas, that is so true. So when the power goes out in Houston, that's a lot of people. And so it was at a much broader scale than what we realized because the news didn't really start talking about it until a bit late as well. So when we went out looking for a hotel, I'm driving to sections like, okay, I know that this whole area right here is supposed to be hotels and it's black. So what we weren't considering was that I'm thinking businesses, you know, especially hotels, they're going to be on backup generators. Woo. So there were stretches of miles where shopping centers, malls, hotels, completely black. So there were no hotels for hours from, uh, in fact, I called a uh, 1-800 number and the guy told me the closest Hotel is in Idaho. No, it wasn't that far. But the closest, hotel, <laughs> the closest hotel is in Africa. He said the closest hotel was two hours and something away. I said, okay, no, we can't do that. So, yeah, it was rough. And then the water came right behind it. And here's what frustrates me when you talk about uh, here's the what water. Me. Yeah, there's no water. Water went out right behind it. Uh, yeah. yeah, so imagine no power and no water. You're funky and thirsty. Ooh and so that went off about six days. But but check it. Here's what frustrates me. Now, 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 Chris, I don't know how many people from Detroit, but me and you from Detroit. You I'm know from Detroit five, too. You Max. can say nice. Yep. How many days in Detroit do we get five degree temperatures, 10 degree temperatures? That's three, that's guaranteed January, February, March. Yeah. Here yeah. we have one night. One. No power. Three nights. No water. How does that happen? Somebody was, not, somebody was not prepared. Someone someone was sleeping. So anyway, that was the, the issue with the power. Let me tell you this funny story, though. They don't know how to drive on ice here. Oh, they the difference when they see... So we had the first night, Sunday night. Monday, it was still icy, but it was starting to melt. By Tuesday, it was a little bit less. By Wednesday, I went out, and because I know how to drive on it, mean, I was helping everybody that I could because I'm one of the few people who can drive it. But, but like Tuesday, Wednesday during the day, I'm on a single lane road and they're driving 10 miles an hour because they can't tell the difference between ice, the shine on the road from ice from the shine on the road is just wet, you know, because all the snow and ice was melting. They're mm -hmm. driving 10 miles an hour. So when the road finally split up to <laughs> when the roads finally split to two to two lanes, I went around, you know, because we don't need to drive that. So several people follow me trying to do what I'm doing. 
So 500 feet, there's another sheet of ice again. So I slow down. I'm cool. I drive right across the ice. No problem. These knuckleheads, they lose their control. It was funny now because nobody hit anything. But they don't know how to drive on it. So you, you combine that factor. It was accidents. A lot of people were stuck in the home. So I spent, man, a lot of time helping folks. I think if I know how to deal with it, then I might as well help some folks. A lot of people don't know how to deal with the pipe issue. So I handed out a lot of tips on how to, you know, open your attic, let the heat up in the attic so your pipes in the attic won't burst. And I think last set we heard, I heard was we had 5,400 uh, pipe bursts inside of the home. Mm. Yeah. So everything was flooded. Crazy stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, the thing is, you know, it's funny because Ray lived in Raleigh. You know what I'm saying? He lived in Tennessee. He lived in Detroit. So you... You seen it all down there in Texas in 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 in, in the short period of time you've been there. You ain't seen the mad floods. You see massive floods, power, massive power. You you seen it all in a short period of time. I think we got Armageddon going on, and it's only in Texas. Short <laughs> period of time. You're absolutely right. Oh my goodness. Oh I'm my goodness. Hang out with you in, in that's, that's he hit hitting the switches, hitting the switches. Um, <laughs> oh, Kathy, what your experience was like? What was it like for you? Um, it was, I, I pretty much agree with everything that he said. Um, for us, it was a little bit, um, I won't say on a smaller scale, but probably he might have had a little bit more um, in depth than we did. Like it was more frustrating for us because we, well, we were able to stay in the house for three days because we had the grills and, you know, people were grilling out and, for heat and food and all of that stuff. But, I'm sorry, y'all. I got my grandbaby with me. It's all good. Um, <laughs> The toughest part for me was seeing the parents that were in the cars, you know, mm. with their children wrapped up in blankets, running the cars all night for the heat. But then the downside to that is if you run out of gas, the gas stations was running out of gas or you have one and two mile long waits to get to the gas. And then on top of that, it was only one grocery store open on one end. I'm like in the heart of West Hammer, So it was like one end was good. And of course, that was the side that had power. So you had that one grocery store, that one restaurant, and that one or two gas stations that, you know, you're trying everybody's trying to go to. So it was it was tough for me because, like he said, it don't really get cold here. So, you know, with people in the cars not having no blankets and, and all these things, like, you know, again, we were just unprepared because we we're prepared for the heat, but we're not prepared for the cold. And then the water bowl situation, you know, where you couldn't use the water to brush your teeth or, you know, or take a shower and all this stuff. So you had that empty promises, you know, the rolling four hours at a time. And I think our power came on one time, five minutes, and it went right back off. And we were at the hotel. So we were waiting to see. We had spent the night and then we were like, okay, because today they said the lights were going to come back on. And then when they came on and went right back off in five minutes, we had to go through that for a couple of hours. So we made it. But again, the lack of preparedness is just phenomenal on top of the pandemic. It was, I just feel like it's just been one thing after the next that we've been so unprepared for with resources and we're still unprepared. And you know, we had deaths as a result. Yes. We had deaths because some people not only were not prepared for, but it took so long for the power to come back that we had particularly some senior folks who passed away because of the uh, of the cold. So it, yeah, and it, it was a very sad scenario. 
Yeah, they were in. I, I know some of the people were in their garages, but you know they were trying to leave the door down to keep the heat in. But then they were dying from carbon monoxide. So again, yeah. it, I mean, it was just horrific. It was terrible. You know, we really live in a really large apartment complex here, and it's probably maybe four hundred apartments side by side. And the people beside of us, their complex had power. We didn't for two more days. So you talk about frustrating. We see them with light, and we're over here in pitch black dark. It was crazy. All these parents, you know, my heart went out to the parents, you know, because what do you do? Your kids are cold. Yeah. What do you do, man? It was just, it was just crazy. Yeah, in the toilet bowl. I mean, y'all talking about no water too? Everybody piling turds on top of each turd. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to be the second. You know. I had to be first. We were prepared but for that because I filled the we filled the tubs up with uh, water, so you just take the water and pour it. Well, y'all was lucky. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I had gas, uh, gas heat a stove so I could get a little bit of cooking in or whatever, but so many people yeah. are not quite so fortunate. Man. Yeah. I think last but not least, I want to add with that grid thing, you know, in my office building, there were probably 10 or 11 people that worked on this energy company. It's not direct. I think it was direct energy. And they literally packed up all their stuff on Thursday or Friday and just left our office building because they had a whole suite and everything because they by themselves lost $750 million because of the the four nights that they were not able to provide power. So it completely bankrupted them. Completely. Y'all made our gas go up. My electric bill, my gas bill, and gas at the gas station has gone up. We made my blood pressure go up. Like, literally, (laughs) it's been on the news the last week. They've been talking about it. Like, yo, because Texas was shut down, that most of the petroleum, y'all know, y'all generate this stuff. And the thing is, it affected everybody. It got, okay, I got to say this. I feel like I feel like people should be seeing how crazy this is because this is Texas, all right? Yeah. When the last time y'all got snow like that? Exactly. Hell, when the last time y'all got snow? 62 years, right? Years 62 years. Okay. Yeah. And y'all, and it was gone by the time it hit the flow. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. So y'all messed around. People live in Antarctica year-round <laughs> and they ain't freezing to death. They don't yeah. die. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? There's something y'all got hit with a super free. Remember now, this thing went all the way from the Gulf all the way up to Maine. Yeah, to Canada, all the way to Canada. Yeah. When you when the last time anybody seen a supercell system like that in the wintertime? Exactly. So not to hit that south like that. It's gotta be some common sense should tell the majority of us that some shit is wrong. Somebody pushing buttons. Somebody playing the game. And if we can't see how all of these things tie in together, then damn, we need to go see an optometrist because this is a problem. You know, I think it was wrong. Our grid is as old as the Bible. That's the problem, right? Well, the grid, but (laughs) but who manages the grid? Now, think about this. Y'all state, y'all don't even qualify yourselves as part of the United States. Right. There's an Eastern grid, Western grid, and then Texas grid. How crazy is that? Y'all got your own, y'all, y'all own, y'all like the Vatican of the United States, literally. You're your own institution. So the federal government 
really don't have nothing to it's like going to an right. Indian reservation in Phoenix. Right. There's nothing they can really say or do because y'all have separated yourself from the union. Exactly. So therefore, y'all dude, homie caught a kite immediately as soon as things went wrong. He packed up the family and they was in Cancun. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah, flying Ted. And then yeah. turn around and come back. Well, I made a mistake. No, bitch, no, you didn't. You purposefully booked that plane ticket and left, homie. The, the bag was too big. Booked that ticket for four days and then lied about it and said, oh, no, I was coming right back. It's all about yep. the same mass agenda. Look at the population of Texas. 74% of the population of Texas is AKA indigenous or socially called minorities. So therefore, <laughs> if you want to hit someplace and you try to reduce the population, that's a good damn place to start to me. Yep. A bunch of people retire and go to Texas. You know what I'm saying? So you blow the tires off the car, now people don't know what to do. So now people actually died because they lacked in some senses, and I don't mean no disrespect, but y'all know the fuck. Some people died simply for the lack of common fucking sense. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Anytime somebody sit in the crib and, and they just freeze in the recliner. Yeah, I mean, you know come I mean? on, y'all. You telling me there wasn't a bookcase or some books or some newspapers or something to throw in the trash can and fire that bitch? Come on, man. This is Texas, y'all. Ain't, ain't nobody had no barbecue grill to put in the house. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Common what, sense. What, what there were some common sense things that didn't take place in some cases. I'm not saying at all. And again, I mean no disrespect, but it's still a fact. Some people died because they did not think. And that's the problem with emotions. That's the problem with not being logical is you get caught up in the ups and downs of life as they love to call it, instead of rocking from A to B like you're supposed to to get a situation rectified. So a lot of people lost their lives. A lot of people's jobs and things were hurt. A lot of things happened because one, they weren't designed to protect y'all. Y'all grid ain't, ain't designed to protect y'all just like the government ain't designed to protect Americans. This is a chattel ground, all of it. And everybody in it is expendable, according to the group in charge. So we got to stop being um, complacent. We got to start thinking again. People got to start thinking again. That's a big issue. That's mm -hmm. a big issue. Mm -hmm. You know what? There was the, the, the major thing that's really effed up about the whole situation, right? Like, we know that the construction down there... Um, pipes, everything made it like uh, with the plastic pipes and everything. So, you know, once y'all get to a, a certain degrees and stuff down there in Texas, half of y'all pipes are busted. Right, right. You know, if you don't have, if you don't have to be, um, you actually have to turn the water on to keep the pipe from busting. So, right. you didn't mostly right now, that construction with just them replacing all them pipes in these houses and stuff, man, it's about to be a billion dollar game for reconstruction. Oh yeah. Does anybody exactly. know that? Exactly. Yes. What I speculate, I think the pipes here compared to other states, I think the water pipes are not buried as deeply under the ground. Because mm -hmm. yeah. I know here, for no snow. Yeah, because because I notice here, you know, we spend plenty of days when it's above 90. But yeah. I notice when we get to about 60 degrees or so, it takes longer just for me to get hot water. And my suspicion is because, you know, we all experience that when it gets down to like 20 degrees or 30 degrees. We know how it takes a little longer for your for, to get hot water out of your tap. But here, 
like 60, 65 degrees, I notice it takes a bit longer. So my suspicion is, I don't know this factually speaking, but my suspicion is the pipes are closer, which is why they have pipes at burst, which is, again, goes back to why we didn't have water. Yeah. And then hot water tank. That's another thing, too, right there. Your right. hot water tank is, is not um, turned up high enough, too. Like, you know, it's a dial that you yeah, turn that bad boy out. up. Yeah, you got to max it max out. out. Wow. That, that tell you, that's, that's bad equipment right there. Man, I'd be know, moving. You know, right <laughs> I'd now, have my U-Haul ready right now. I'll be yeah. gone. But, hey, because you know the, the the new hot water tanks that they got, they're just a little box. The tankless, yeah, we you got know, the tankless. Yeah, so they usually, you know, they usually take about like maybe five to five to six minutes before it'd be really hot, steaming hot. But I tore up my boxing glove, punching on my furnace. Plus, I needed these gloves on because it was so cold. The, the, my winter gloves from Detroit didn't work. Man, I believe it, man. I'm looking at I'm looking at some of the comments, man. Look, Lexi said last time she saw a storm like that was the day after tomorrow, the movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the Catrice. You know what? What's what up? about that time when they had all that? Y'all had a storm that came down there with nothing but ice, and y'all had like hundred um, car pile up that one time. And it was a couple years ago. Yeah, we about had like, one. I think it was about 2014, 2015. We had some ice and some accidents. But then, like you said, by 10 a.m., it was gone. This yeah. time it wasn't, though. This one took about four oh. Yeah. Yeah, y'all oh, got we... snow like we got here in Indiana. Y'all the like, <laughs> it got We got whacked up here. We had 21 inches. I had to literally yeah, dig my too. car into the driveway from the street. So yeah, They know. can't handle that here. 